I talk a lot about asking powerful questions because they're so fundamental to our ability to create what in the coaching world we refer to as an upward spiral for our lives. And powerful questions are at the heart of bullshifting. Yep, bullshift isn't just a catchy name, though I do love it. There's an intention behind it. I've been focused a lot on professional fulfillment as of late, so that's what we're diving into today. Bullshifting the three biggest blocks to your fulfillment. This episode packs a powerful punch, so instead of taking a valuable time with a lengthy intro, we are diving right into the meaty goodness. Welcome to Bullshift, the podcast for every person aged 35 to 55 who wonders, is this as good as life gets? Bullshift teaches you how to apply coaching psychology, early midlife insights, and the art and science of a meaningful life to transform this life phase into a period of creativity and growth. We spend nearly half our adult lives in some type of transition. This show is about making all that time more satisfying. My name is Megan Krause, and as a nationally board-certified well-being coach, a modern midlife maven, and the chief bullshifter, I'm delighted you're here. Each day, you have roughly 60,000 thoughts, and 95% of them are based in your subconscious. And they're basically on repeat day after day, (laughs) after day. Basic subtraction skills show us that just 5% of your daily thoughts are new and creative, which means if you haven't made conscious decisions about where you want to go and what you expect from yourself and your life, then you're most likely settling because the majority of your 60,000 thoughts a day are negative. This doesn't mean that you aren't doing a good job in your life. It just means you're human with a brain. If you don't coach yourself beyond your current level of thinking, then you'll keep getting more of the same. You and you alone are responsible for your thoughts and choices and actions. So don't let that power go to waste with stagnancy. And yet, here you are listening to this episode because you're ready for something different. It could be a different career path, a more enriching relationship with your partner, stronger family relationships, lots of other things. But actively choosing something different is at the heart of bullshifting. If you were to look up bullshit in the dictionary, you'd find it's both a noun and a verb. The noun is nonsense, lies, or exaggeration. And the verb is to lie or exaggerate to, to speak lies or nonsense. And because I like to make up words, for better or worse, which, uh, side note, I did a little test with a colleague back when I taught communication studies courses in college, and we made up a word and used it during our classes to see if it'd catch on. It did. Only uh, slightly better than that mean girl's Gretchen Wiener saying, that's so fetch. We were so self-satisfied, though I'm sure there's probably some sort of ethics violation. Anyway, I like coming up with fun turns of phrase, like bullshit. If I were to make it into the dictionary, here's what 
bullshit means. As a noun, bullshit is straight talk, honesty, or openness. And as a verb, it means to be honest or open with, to speak truth or straight talk. Now, a couple notes here. First, I'm a native Minnesotan. And as a native Minnesotan, people are often surprised with how direct I am. Kind, but direct. And actually, I think it's kind to be direct. But this isn't traditionally a very Minnesotan trait, so I'll happily claim this distinction. (laughs) Second, I've already tried submitting bullshit to the Urban Dictionary and they shot me down. And this is the second time I've tried submitting a word to Urban Dictionary and failed. But I will prevail at some point and you can be damn sure I'll blab about it when I do. So when we bullshit, we lean into being more honest with others, but more importantly, we're more honest with ourselves. And mostly, bullshifting is about uncovering our own blind spots, our mental blocks, as they relate to our so-called problems. One of my favorite quotes is by Albert Einstein. That's some version of, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. And you'll see all sorts of versions of this on Pinterest and Instagram, but you get the general idea. And so when I talk about bullshifting and about being honest and open, I'm really talking about up-leveling our own consciousness. And this is where powerful questions come to the fore. When you ask your brain questions, it can't help but find an answer. That's what the brain is trained to do. It loves to answer questions. But If you ask your brain a really crappy question, it's just going to give you a lot of negative thinking. Examples include things like, why am I so tired? Or, why am I so stupid? Or, hmm, why don't I have any self-worth? If you ask your brain powerful, purposeful questions, it's going to give you powerful, purposeful thoughts. Examples include, How can I feel great today? How can I help the world today? How can I contribute today? What can I think today that will create a lot of positive emotion? A powerful question spurs helpful emotion and ideally action too. So here are a few examples. What are the next three steps I can take to continue moving forward? How can I create what I want? What's a helpful response in this situation? Each of these questions contains two qualities. First, they have a positive or neutral premise. And second, they encourage your brain to come up with positive outcomes or thoughts. And this approach gives you power over your life. Instead of thinking things are happening to you or that your feelings are overwhelming you, you begin to see where you're able to create greater influence over your life. So let's apply this insight to three of the most common mental blocks I see in people who are seeking greater for professional fulfillment. Mental block number one, the voice of the chicken. So this is the voice of fear, and it doesn't readily reveal itself. Common disguises can include things like blaming other people, which might sound like, well, my family's not ready for this. Or blaming timing, which can sound like, well, it's not the right time right now. Or not feeling well enough, which could sound like, 
well, you know, when I'm not so stressed, then I'll be able to pursue this. Or maybe you're thinking that some other hurdle has to be met first. Maybe something like, well, when I get that certification, then I'm going to go after that job. And the shorthands you're telling yourself are, it's not your fault, you can't, and you shouldn't. Self-limiting beliefs and limited internal constraints make up 80% of the reasons holding us back. 80%. Four out of five. In contrast, one out of five or 20% are outside of us. As in, 80% are internal factors and 20% are external circumstances. And the truth is that you're just scared and that's kind of hard to admit and feel, even though it's a completely normal feeling. And there's no shame in that, by the way. But busting your fear would make all the difference. So you want to ask yourself more powerful and empowering questions. For example, when you hear yourself saying, I don't have time, you have these options. What do I make time for? What would I have time for? How much time would be enough? And then there's mental block number two, the voice of the brat. So this is a childlike voice. And this voice wants to avoid doing something that's annoying, unpleasant, or requires effort that you just don't want to make. And it's not always going to sound immature. Sometimes it's going to sound very intellectual and even noble. Examples would include, oh, but the kids need me. Or, you know, I'm just really needed at my job. Or, gosh, I just can't risk my job. And underneath, the truth is, you just don't want to. So in this instance, design and effort would make all the difference. Let's consider the example of, I can't do this now because my kids, my family, my job is more important. Powerful questions you might want to ask yourself include, well, how do I know what's most important to me? And how do I put those things first? Or how am I deciding what's important to me now? Or Is making a change important to me? If yeah, then where does it fit in with my other priorities? And finally, mental block number three, the voice of the weather reporter. So this voice just kind of thinks they know how it is, which might sound like, well, it's impossible to get hired after 50, or nobody recovers quickly from getting laid off, or... I've tried everything to move in a new direction and nothing works. And this is the voice that reports on things as though they're just true, that they're absolute and undeniable facts. Sort of like, it's hot and muggy in August. The disguise for this one is reason or could be stats or basically just explaining your situation. But you've forgotten that, hey, you are the one who collected the skewed data that got you off the hook of going for it. So creating mental stillness and making the right action promises to yourself can make all the difference here. Plus, you want to find some examples to start proving a new case and collecting data for your new reality. So in response to the voice that says, I've tried everything to move in a new direction and nothing works. You can ask yourself powerful questions such as, hmm, have I ever not done everything and had positive results? What would happen if I didn't do everything? How many times do I have to do everything to know that nothing works? So these are 
all the three top mental blocks that I see holding people back from greater fulfillment. And there's an obstacle that underscores them all. The belief that you can't change. You get stuck in a neurological feedback loop of thoughts and feelings and actions and results that you don't always know you're in. You don't always make that connection between your thoughts and your actions. Instead, you wait for feelings to change, which of course is a slow process if it ever happens. The opportunity though is to learn how to allow yourself space to experience emotions so you can catch your detrimental thoughts and then reframe them. And powerful questions help you access all of this. Okay, so now you've got a solid foundation for understanding the function and form of asking powerful questions to creating greater professional fulfillment and for, well, bull shifting in general. So if you're wanting to explore what'll make you feel professionally fulfilled through a proven guided process, then let's connect. Just go to megancrowsey.com to get started and you'll find a link to book a 30-minute clarity call with me where, hmm, I can fill you in on all you need to know, answer your questions, and help you discern your next best steps for turning your mid-career slump into your mid-career jump. Thanks for joining me. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Bullshift. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to create your own Bullshift, then you need to check out megancrowsey.com forward slash bullshift. If you haven't already, subscribe to Bullshift on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to connect with me on Instagram at megan underscore Krause. Let's connect next week.